You know you've got to sing along. But don't you know from there? You've got to from there. Don't you know from there? You've got to from there. This is the Cabinet's HR Culture Podcast, hosted by Daniela Young. Join Daniela as she has great conversations with people on the importance of culture and leadership and organizational behavior. You will hear the great, the bad, and the ugly as she talks to a huge variety of guests in different fields. Are you looking for ways to improve your culture? Then this is the podcast for you. You will gain great insights from these great conversations. The Cabinets HR podcast is brought to you by Cabinets HR. At Cabinets HR, we deliver HR to companies with 49 or fewer people by automating the HR process. We believe that you don't need a full-time HR person to receive full-time HR expertise. Come to CabinetsHR.com to see how Cabinets HR can take care of your HR so you can focus on building your company and taking care of your customers. Remember to be great every day. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Cabinets HR Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Daniela Young. Our guest today is Elia Harris. Elia, are you ready to be great today? I am. Elia is the chief organizing and productivity coach through her company, Mindful Organizing. She works with professionals who are stressed by their messy home, scattered brain, or project deadlines. By working either side-by-side or virtually, Elia helps her clients change their habits so they have more time and quality of life in their home and their work. Elia is a corporate trainer, coach, and speaker through her sister company, The Potential Center. Elia first launched The Potential Center in 2002, where she used group training and executive coaching to help business and nonprofits in the U.S. and the U.K. improve problem-solving leadership and team working. She was recently drawn back to corporate training as a result of being asked to create the course Boost Productivity Using Creative Problem Solving for the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals, where it is currently available online at the NAPO University. Both Mindful Organizing and the Potential Center support Elia's passion for helping people live up to their potential. And as a member of the NAPO Education Committee, Elia also contributes to the ongoing education of productivity consultants. So super awesome bio, Elia has tons of years of experience and uh, both executive experience, right, and organizing experience that she brings to the table. I'm really excited about this guest, you guys, because we like to talk to just a very broad variety of people about culture and about leadership. And, you know, when I met Elia, she was talking about organizing, which I think of as, you know, a skill that I really need in my home. And then she immediately sort of bridged into the workplace and corporate and CEO mindset and all of this very interesting and relevant stuff that we are going to talk about today. So Elia, can you tell me a little bit about something you're working on these days that is super exciting? I would love to. Well, you mentioned in your introduction that I'm relaunching the Potential Center for corporate training, executive coaching, and speaking. And this is super exciting for me because when I was working on that course for NAPO, Boost Productivity Using Creative Problem Solving, it reminded me of how much I enjoyed and miss working with teams and leaders in companies and organizations. And so I'm relaunching the Potential Center because creative problem solving is just so much fun. Uh, 
you know, like in the seriousness of running a business, people almost have forgotten how to have fun at work. So it's exciting for me to be able to um, bring fun back into the workplace. And I have to say, it's also nerve wracking for me to be talking about the Potential Center because the website isn't up yet. I'm still working on it. Uh, but people can find information about the corporate training that I do at my current website, mindfulorganizing.net, in the section work with me and there's a drop down that says corporate training yeah and you know the good news is the internet is forever and the podcast will be up so when people find this you know three years from now they'll be coming to you for your services and your website and it will be awesome and at that time the website will be thepotentialcenter.com yes perfect um okay so you've already mentioned a bunch creative problem solving tell us um in sort of in your life, how you came to recognize your skills in that area? That was such an interesting question for me because it really is a mysterious process how I ended up here. Um, And it was great to spend some time thinking about it. And I think it comes down to three elements. One is that I've always had a creative side. I've been a writer, a singer, a singer-songwriter. Just even the way I look at things in the world I I find is different from the way other people see it. Secondly, um, as you mentioned, I was an executive for a number of years. And so I was managing teams and I found that I was very good at being partial and objective when I was coaching them in problem solving. And then the third thing was that um, when I first launched the Potential Center, this this isn't the, the first iteration of it. I, I first launched it in 2002. I was doing corporate training, but it was in leadership and communication skills and also creative problem solving. And I felt at the time, and this has become stronger and stronger over time, that leaders really need to take a stronger role in sponsoring training in creative problem solving and creating an environment that's conducive to innovation. Because my feeling is that's really the only way that a company can make significant strides. Yeah, they can keep going as they are, but if they really want to own their market share, I think they have to be much more creative than companies have been up until now. Yeah, you know, it's it's such a good point and it's such a good focus on creativity because I think so far in the business world, you know, we've kind of separated out. It's like you leave your creative side at home and you come to work and you be serious. And really those two things are so connected. You know, I had a experience in when I was in the military and you know, I was an intelligence officer. And at the time, like the theory was like, as an officer, as a professional, as essentially an executive, you know, manager, like you should be only studying your craft, right? Only reading military books and, and getting better at this. And my first boss, um, you know, I majored in literature, which everyone would make fun of me for. My first boss calls me in and he's like, all right, what fiction are you reading right now? And, oh, nice. You know, and I, at the time, like, I was like, well, I, you know, thought I wasn't supposed to read fiction. And he's like, no, like, as an intelligence officer, it's your job to dream up, like, all the craziest things that the enemy might do. So you need to be reading, like, as broadly and as widely and creatively as possible. And I've kind of always taken that lesson with me, not only with reading, but like, you know, you and I were talking earlier about we're both like dancers, right? Or go eating different food. And nowadays, I actually tell our, you know, Kevin's HR clients, like, hey, if you want to be innovative, go do something new. 
Yeah. You know, like you can't be creative. You can't think outside the box if you don't get outside the box. You know? Precisely. Yeah. And it sounds like you had a very insightful boss and not everybody has that. Uh, so, you know, I think you had an experience that's very valuable and I'm sure you're, you're taking that experience forward in the work that you're doing. Yeah. So it's, you know, such a great thing for all the, all the business leaders that we have as listeners, right? Like do creative stuff, encourage your people to do creative stuff at work. Like it it does pay off. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, uh, you know, another reason I was really excited to talk to you is, uh, or to have you as a guest on here is we talk, you know, obviously a lot about culture and leadership on this podcast, um, and I, I believe that a big part of workplace culture can be the physical space, especially when you're talking about designing a culture, right, or changing a culture. Um, so very interesting where you're an executive coach, but you're also an organizer. So tell us more about, you know, physical space and organization in the context of workplace culture. Well, I'll start with a principle of organizing and productivity, which is that your mental space mirrors your physical space and vice versa, which means that if your um, whole environment, say you, your desk, your office is a, is literally a mess, you know, you've got piles of papers on the desk and on the floor and you can't find things, you can only imagine what's going on in your head if you're bringing that visual stimulus in there, it's, it's just creating all this mental clutter. And at the same time, if you're having difficulty with clearing your mind so that you can focus on what you need to, then um, it makes sense to just clear the clutter from your desk so that you've, you've got that breathing space. It's like, you know, something that's very easy to help you find focus is to go outside, take a deep breath and walk around the block. And it's kind of doing the same for the inside of your brain. Now, having said that, there are some really easy things the leaders can do in the workplace that will create an environment that stimulates creative thinking. One is to involve staff in their physical environment. So have teams decide how they want to set their desks up, you know, so that it's better for communication. This is really important for project teams um, that are working together. And have, you know, just let them arrange their office the way they want to. One caveat in that is that leaders should be aware that if there are introverts on the team, they don't do well in that situation. They have to have a little bit of space to themselves. So they may want to sit away from the team and join the team when they need to have a conversation. So it's not that they're being antisocial. It's just they they need that um, mental space. Another thing that leaders can do is that they can uh, choose a section of the office or if it's a big organization of each floor and call it a creativity corner. So put up a whiteboard. Anybody who has a problem, they go to the whiteboard, they write the problem and uh, it says how to uh double sales within a three-month period. And anybody who has an idea about that can go over and write a response on the whiteboard. Another thing that can happen in that corner is that there can be a box of random items and, 
you were talking a, a little while ago about looking at things in different ways. And one of the principles of creative problem solving is looking at something in a completely different way and applying it to your situation. So one example of that is if you have this box of random items and say it's like one of those stress balls with the spikes on it or something like that, then you pick up that ball, you play with it and you say, well, how is this related to my problem? You know, if I had a metaphor that I could apply to this object, um, this object is like my problem because da 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 da. Um, so that's something really easy to do. And then the third way. Um, takes that a little bit further um, and uses the concept of experiencing the unfamiliar, what you were just saying, purposely. So once a quarter, for example, having a day where you go out and you ex explore externally outside your office, outside your building. And it could be by having a service day, maybe volunteering at an assisted living facility or by going to see a particular museum exhibition or by um, taking a cooking course together. And the trick of that is not just to have something fun and different to do, but how do you debrief that activity so that it relates to the business or the project that you're working on? Yeah, so, oh my God, so important. Actually, I was, uh, I was reading something about Disney does that creativity corner thing where they have the board and people can just write problems and anyone can go and answer problems. And there's you know, all of these examples of like cla Disney classics that we're super familiar with, right? That got totally flipped on their head through this process. And that's how they turned out to be, you know, super amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So love it. Um, and then the other thing was the, so, so team building, which is something I wanted to ask you about already. <laughs> and, and you kind of talked about it a little bit, but you know, when you say creativity, people think immediately think team building or get outside your space and they think team building. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of business leaders have very mixed feelings about team building. You know, the research says it's important. At the same time, they don't necessarily see it's effective. So talk a little bit more about that, like what people do right, what people do wrong, and how you can make the most of sort of a, a day of team building or the, the day of exploring externally. Yeah, that's a great question. And I have to be careful how I answer this so I don't get myself into hot water <laughs> because there are a lot of uh, people like me who use team building exercises. So I would say the short answer is that usually a team building activity is purposely designed to either uh, promote greater understanding or better communication or build confidence in individuals. The, the, the longer answer is that not all team building exercises are right for every team because teams are made up of people. And so it's really important for a leader to identify what they want to achieve as a result of this team building exercise. And talk to different trainers and facilitators with that in mind. Um, it's like, you know, going on a road trip. If you don't know where you want to get to, you can take any route and get anywhere, but you're not going to get to your destination. It's the same with planning for a team building uh, event. The other thing too is that sometimes it's down to whether the facil facilitator is a good fit for the team. So, 
I would say rather than just going out and grabbing the first person that can do team building, get to understand what their approach is. You know your team, so you know hopefully what they're going to respond to and work best for a good fit and then work with the facilitator or the trainer and say, this is what I want to get out of the situation. These are the things that um, they're comfortable with. And if we want to get out of their comfort zone, we're going to look at those areas. What do you suggest? And work together as a team to put that together. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've heard this, uh, Interestingly enough, this uh, vacation analogy or trip analogy several times from uh, my guests in the past. And, you know, one of the things, like you said, you know, I, I love team building activities. I think they're so important, but I also think sometimes they're done sort of haphazardly, mm-hmm. you know, and I've seen situations where it's like, you just take a fun activity and add alcohol at the end of a business day that doesn't necessarily make it team building. Like that makes it a fun activity you're all doing together. But the, you know, the pieces you mentioned about intentionality and then also sort of the debriefing and how are you reliving those things or re-inputting those things back into, into practice. Yeah. It's so, it's so important. Right. And it's sort of it. Um, In fact, one of the, you know, one of the offerings, sort of core offerings that we do here at Cabinets HR is to help business leaders develop like a one-page visual culture strategy, right? Like this is yeah. your map. This is where you're trying to get to. And then once you know that, you know, all of your sort of leadership development, your decisions, and then your team buildings and creativity types of initiatives, right? Culture initiatives are yeah. going to come out of that um, yeah. and be more hopefully more effective. Yeah, that sounds like a great approach. I, I love the, the framework concept and what you've described just sounds like a, a, a very good, um, simple, not in a derogatory way, but a, a simple enough to make it easy for people to follow and replicable so that they can apply it not just to, to one activity or one goal, but to different parts of the, the organization. And one of the things I've noticed, um, and I'm sure you see this with organizing too, right? Is like, if something is important to you, you make a plan for it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, And almost, you know, what I've found is in doing this work is almost every business leader you ask, hey, is culture important to you? They will say yes. And then if I'm like, oh, can I see your culture plan? You know, they just look at me like, I'm what's that? (laughs) And, you know, and I've, especially in talking with, uh, with people that do team building activities, you know, I talked Mm -hmm. with um, someone recently who's got, had a lot of success doing it with her company, but she said, you know, a lot of times when I go into a company, it feels like we're just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks and what works. Yeah. And so, you know, hopefully there's a lot of potential to kind of, kind of do both. Um, and I've actually told, you know, clients in the past, like, hey, our team building activities are awesome, but by themselves, they're sort of just helping you identify holes um, yeah. in, your, in your team structure. And unless you're really good and really focused at going back later and plugging those holes, you know, you might have just paid a lot of money for a fun activity. But, you know, if you nested in kind of a a program, right, of doing that strategy work first, doing some, you know, you mentioned certain things like personality types and like getting to know your different people and what they like and what works best for them. 
then doing the team building activity and then doing the sort of the debriefing and in implementation. Yeah. I think those are, those are really good ways to kind of activate and get all of those things to work together. Also, I do just want to point out that I'm sitting here like being very distracted by my messy desk and like super happy that the listeners can't see my desk. And I'm, like, talking to you. I'm like, Oh, I totally get what you're saying. I totally get the parallels for, uh, for organization. Okay. So you mentioned the course that you're creating. It's created and it's available yeah. already. Right. So Correct. tell us more about that. Tell our listeners where they can find it and what they'll get from it. Great. Uh, so the course, again, is called Boosting Productivity Using Creative Problem Solving, and that's available at NAPO University. Uh, the easiest way to get there is just to go to napo.net and then look for the education tab. That course is actually the precursor for a framework that I've developed called Lightbulb Thinking. And it's a, um, it's a process that, um, I use in my workshops and executive coaching that describes the journey, the, the process of creative problem solving. Um, and it introduces some creative thinking tools that people can start using straight away. These are pretty standard tools. They're, they're very easy to use. And light bulb thinking is relevant for any size, any type of organization, whether it's a solopreneur or a nonprofit or a large company or a business unit. So I'm so excited uh, about that. And um, that's what's going to be on the potentialcenter.com when it's live. Perfect. Awesome. Well, and, you know, another reminder for listeners, hopefully plug for you, is that investing in yourself and your own personal development is hugely pays off, right? So some, yeah. of these, some of these courses, like you mentioned, would be useful to any leader or any potential leader, anyone that wants to get better at creative thinking. Um, exactly. So, so check that out. Um. And then what is the best way to connect with you, Elia, on social media? Yeah. Um, and I, I want to mention something else that I have available for anybody who's listening um, as, a, as a free gift. Um, so on social media, um, the best way to find me really is LinkedIn because I write regular articles on there. Um, and that's where people can hear my thoughts, you know, the, the information I'm sharing, the tips that I'm providing on productivity and creative problem solving. So just go to LinkedIn and um, Google, uh, Google, you don't Google on LinkedIn. Go to LinkedIn and search for me, Elia, E-L-L-I-A Harris. And as I mentioned, um, I've got a, a free gift that I would like your listeners to know about. It's available to anybody that goes to my website and uh, it's the secret to to-do list mastery, which touches on productivity. It can also be used on the, the creative problem solving side because it is about solving a problem. And it's a gift for uh, signing up for the newsletter, which you do at the bottom of the homepage. And I hasten to say, um, I'm saying this to everybody because I know what it's like to have a full and cluttered inbox. You can unsubscribe at any time. This is just a gift for subscribing to the newsletter. I hope you stay subscribed because there's a lot of information that I send out. It's only every other week. It's not a lot of time. So I want you to know about that. And I also offer a free phone consult. So if leaders are thinking about going down this road of um, training in creative problem solving and innovation, I touch on innovation as well. 
just get in touch with me uh, via mindfulorganizing.net, Elia at mindfulorganizing.net, and do that. In fact, I believe, um, Daniela, that you're putting all the links where you can find me into the show notes. Uh, and yes. correct me if so, I'm wrong. No, you're totally correct. All of these links will be available on the show notes. The show notes are found at www.cavnishrblog.com. And you can find all of that good stuff, all of those freebies. So check it out. Huge amount of value there. And Elia, what is one piece of advice that you love that you would like to share with our listeners today? Well, we've been talking about fun and creativity. So my last piece of advice is to bring fun into the workplace. Nothing opens up the brain like play. And unfortunately, as we've got older, learning by playing decreases. And this is a real shame because actually play helps the neurons in our brains make communication better between the left analytical side and the right creative side. So, you know, play is a really nice way of opening up those connections. So go play. Awesome. Awesome. I'm sure all of the parents that are listening, like totally get that, right? Because like, yeah, my three year old is constantly surprising me. I'm like, where does she come up with this stuff? Yeah. Right? And it's right. And we, we sort of forget, I feel like we turn 10 and we forget to like, dance and play and run fast and, you know, just do all of those things that children yeah. do that make them so creative. Yeah. So that is awesome. Um, that is going to be a wrap for us today, you guys. Elia, thank you so much for being such a wonderful guest and sharing so much knowledge. I really look forward personally to checking out some of your courses. Oh, my absolute pleasure, Daniela. And thank you for having me on the show. Thank you, everybody. And remember to be great every day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Kavnis HR Culture Podcast. Be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok at Kavnis HR. Also check out our weekly live streams at the Kavnis HR Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Periscope, where we focus each week on an HR topic important for small business. These are every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and last around three minutes. To join our weekly HR email newsletter list, send us an email to jasonkavnis at kavnishr.com. Thank you, and remember to be great every day.